0: Hello, welcome to We Don't Talk About the Weather. Political discussion from the outside may look like screaming and crying. I'm Adam, and this is you. Hello, and we're here to talk news and politics.
1: Yeah, uh, such a th- week. Uh,
0: yeah, it's, uh, it's,
1: what, are it's,
0: uh... what are you doing? Oh, was sorry. I'm just, um, I'm just voting on the best Brendan O'Neill forehead. Because <laughs> you know, if you don't, if you don't vote, you don't really have any right to complain. You know, what no, I mean? you don't. You don't have People any right died. to complain. People People died. People for... <laughs> died for my right to vote. They on do. Brendan O'Neill's forehead and really if you do. take down Brendan O'Neill's forehead it's like you're pissing on all of those soldiers graves <laughs> It is all of those soldiers, maybe if they hadn't had such big foreheads, maybe <laughs> they would have lasted through the trenches
1: but there we are all those soldiers, <laughs> all those brave Russian soldiers died in their millions <laughs> yeah. for our yeah. right to vote on the best Brendan O'Neill forehead you know Hitler was headbutted to death <laughs> massive forehead <laughs> Just replacing statues of slavers I mean, with those fore- massive foreheads, <laughs> foreheads that go up into the sky. You can't see the it's tops the of it, them.
0: It's the it's the it's the comparison of like um masking over the voices of IRA leaders, of Sinn Fein <laughs> leaders, in order to detract uh uh importance from their statements. Yeah. Just giving every slaveholder statue a huge forehead. <laughs> As high as Nelson's
1: Column. <laughs> just a little plaque.
0: But then Nelson Column would also then have a giant forehead.
1: Uh, <laughs> I just like the idea of a little plaque next to a statue of a slaver. And it's like, in um, in 2020, a lecture-large forehead was put on him to make him, as he was, the Brendan O'Neill of his day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, we understand and stand with uh, black uh, people everywhere. That is why we have given this statue... A massive forehead make him seem more ridiculous. We do not believe in editing history. <laughs> that Stalin photo. Fo- that Stalin photo of him next to Trotsky, but Trotsky like uh, it goes over time with um, all of the uh, old Bolsheviks disappearing, except all it's all of the old Bolsheviks just getting in, uh, increasingly large foreheads.
1: <laughs>
0: uh,
1: oh, Brendan. the forehead
0: is the engine of history. I,
1: I have enjoyed. I have enjoyed spiked blocking so many fucking people. <laughs> well, they finally found
0: something that they can't really call mob rule.
1: Yeah, there's some. Oh, that was a thing. That's like was it yesterday? Um, what's her name? Merza being it's like Boris deciding oh, to yeah, it's just like okay, so we're gonna do um a commission on racial inequality in Britain, like because we need to do that to know that something's up. Um, and the person that we'll have in charge is one that constantly talks about black people's grievance culture. <laughs>
0: <sighs> Have you seen her forehead? Tiny. Tiny. How is she supposed to deal um, with the, to be the fair, intersection of racism and sexism without a massive forehead?
1: To be fair, the Spike Network, it's, you know, it's a complicated, intricate network of weirdos and cranks. But at its core, it still has some of those old trot things, and Brendan O'Neill will never be overshadowed by any of his subordinates. He will never, ever commission an article <laughs> for a person with a more impressive forehead than him.
0: <laughs> Claims his forehead Gives him strange sexual energies <laughs> Oh oh man, did you see that um, In more statue news Because that's mm-hmm. all we can fucking talk about Rather than actual racial equality Did mm-hmm. you um, see that um, statue That was put up um, Next to
1: the empty plinth of Edward Colston In
0: I Bristol did,
1: I did see the fantastic Fantastic accurate depiction of the british working classes with its string vest oh
0: god let me let me describe it here so uh it is uh, a paper mache
1: uh is it paper mache sculpture i guess it's made of paper mache yes fucking lazy Um, fucking liberals are the fucking worst they can't even like put proper effort into it by making out of concrete it's it's like about that. It's about like the size of a
0: person, yeah. um, and it's a papier mâché sculpture of a, a very realistic wheelie bin. I will give them that. It's very 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 accurate. Um, with a large fat bald man um, with his gut in a string vest with his gut hanging out over the side. Uh, written on the side is spoiler: Saint George was Turkish. Saint George mm-hmm. wasn't Turkish. To, with the best of our knowledge, it was Cappadocian Turkish people didn't move into that area until. Uh, who cares? Who, well, that's thing, it's, well, it's like it's, they've oh. got a globe in one hand and a mobile phone in the other. Yeah. Right. What? Mm. What is that? What? Okay. So, are we saying they're rejecting the rest of the world and they're only looking at what's on their phone, or are is it a comment on imperialism with the British holding the world in their hand? Mm. I, I don't. Like uh, my my metaphor, other than the obvious kind kind of you know weird classism that this shows. I mean, it's, it's, it's led by donkey's territory all fucking day.
1: Yeah, um, all day. Oh, it's that one of those things. It's that you know, Saint George wasn't even English thing. It's like, oh, yeah. no one fucking cares because it's like he's a magic hero. <laughs> it's like...
0: No, Hugh, don't you know? You banish
1: the you banish the bad things associating
0: with a hero by making him into your kind of hero. Yeah, oh, fuck's sake. It's, it's, what, uh, it's what always happens.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> uh.
0: What was that? There was something else. Um, that's, uh, oh, yeah, the text on the mobile phone read um, England for the English as Brilliant. well. Fantastic.
1: Uh, Fantastic, yeah, because you just, know what? Um, yeah. Calling all the people that disagreed with them idiot, stupid, fat, racist, really worked for them for the last five fucking years, didn't it?
0: Five decades. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's been going on, like, it has been going on for fucking ages, and, yeah. and I don't I don't know what that's supposed to... I don't know what well, no, that's supposed Why couldn't to he pre- be,
1: like, a proper working-class no? person, like Sakir Keir Starmer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why couldn't he have so just pulled crap. himself up by his binge-straps and become <laughs> chief of prosecutions? There's only one acceptable
0: stereotype that comes out of a bin, and that's Oscar the Grouch.
1: (laughs) They were probably referencing Oscar the
0: Grouch. Speaking of Keir Starmer, actually, uh, that that whole thing went on a few weeks ago, and uh, obviously we've only been recording like every couple of weeks. Um, That whole thing about Keir Starmer, so I I always kind of believe. Hang on a minute. Are you going to. Hang on a minute. I'm going to stop you.
1: I'm going to stop you now. Because if you are going to attack the leader the democratically elected leader of the labor party yeah. oh i just think i'm going to have to just shut you down because that's just not on you you Hugh, you're about 6 months too late for that <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like what was,
0: the whole deal was that he's always had these like working class credentials mm-hmm. that he was born working class he wasn't the son of a lawyer he was the son of a a toolmaker i yeah. was led to believe yeah but then there was some Think about the fact that his father owned the tool factory. Or he technically the land, the made tool
1: tools. He technically made tools.
0: Yeah, yeah. The functional, um, the, the functional output of the process of this man's economic life was never in question. Yeah, like he can make tools. <laughs> it's whether he owned the tools afterwards. Whether he was Hank Scorpioing it up. <laughs> it's like I'm just the same as you guys. You, hey, I take longer holidays, get paid more, and leave earlier in the day. But I'm just the same as you. <laughs>
1: Did yeah, Kirstarmer's um,
0: dad ever offer um, uh, his loafers to a homeless man?
1: <laughs> it's um, it's aggravating the um, Kirst- the Kirst- that that Kierstarmer working class thing that I imagine they'll bring up again because they like to bring up again because you know. Us people on the left, me and you are, you know, ivory tower middle class intellectuals. Why would we ever understand any of this? You know, I didn't go to university. Um, we come from council estates in a fuck one of the worst parts of the fucking country. Um, but it also, it brings back that thing that we both fucking despise of that, like your working class is a gen- is a genetically inherited thing, that you're born it and you never you never you're always that class forever. It's yeah, like I such mean, a fundamental like- misunderstanding of like material conditions and shit like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, aside from the fact that you know, even if his father was a toolmaker, he's mm. one of the most fucking um, prominent QCs in the land. Was he was
1: King the Cop, the director for Sir King
0: Cop. Yeah, like head, like head of a uh, um, Crown Prosecution Service. Aside from that, like none of this stuff. If you're getting into kind of Twitter class discourse, which mm. is usually a fucking drag, mm-hmm. um, in in every sense of the word, yep. like you're trying to drag someone, and also it is boring. Yeah, but. Also, like asking what his father did and like the the the, um, the circumstances around his birth—that is asking about jobs and material conditions. It's not asking like did he shop at you know Waitrose or, yeah. or Tesco or whatever, you know? Yeah, like that. <laughs> I, it, it was just, and we're only
1: really kind of discussing this now. Usually, Twitter would have, would have been on that in a second, but mm, oh, it's just Case mm. stuber has been like I don't know. Did we? Oh shit, we said it on the um, pod. The pod that will never be heard. But yeah, we've. Have uh, like, you left the party now? Uh,
0: no, only because I'm not sure if I'll be held like like. So, I have the direct debit, and I can just cancel it. It's like on the phone and everything. Yeah. Um, I could just cancel it. I have a real um, paranoia about cancelling Okay, do you, direct you, do, have, do you? want me to tell you? I you have what been to do? in I have been in debt for a while. I can um, tell past, you what to do on here. I have a I have a fear, a phobia, of correcting direct debits Understand, without really. knowing that the other side knows that they're you know they yeah. all cancelled.
1: Um, you you know on your membership card it has the address, it has the email address of the person who's like the branch secretary. Email them and tell them you quit, and you cancel your okay. direct debit. That's what oh, you do. Right, okay. Yeah, that's what you have so to is do. Is that
0: like the full? Yeah, but that's polite. I want to. I want to leave in a huff. How do I? How do I
1: leave in a huff? Well, you could email him and say it's specifically because of him and his asshole family because it's Philip Creasy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was led to believe this Labour Party
0: was a democratic socialist organisation. And it seems how to be. How shocked I was, sir! Uh, how shocked.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> Dear
0: Readers Digest. I, I my... never thought it would happen to me. <laughs> I joined like, the Labour Party.
1: It's like. I can't even point now at the specific reason we left now, um, because like, and since then, there's been so many more reasons to leave.
0: I think there's a load of there's a load of small reasons that, frankly, if you remember from <clears throat> 2010 to 2015, you put up with anyway. And yeah. Before that, definitely a lot worse. Yeah. But at the same time, that there's a load of tiny things but i think more it's the accumulation of the feeling yeah and i think that it goes beyond just like a feeling about the labor party but also like your feeling about politics in general because it's like they sound like a busted flush
1: yeah they do they
0: sound they sound like they've they've they're fucked yeah and frankly i think it would be better and healthier for everybody if they did just dwindle like the libs liberals did yeah. in the in the 20s and it's like okay you want your particular kind of technocratic um centrism mm. you can have it with your 22 mps yeah you know where it gets difficult is the fact that there will be good people on the left who will stay in the labor party despite all and there's always that fear of going somewhere else or trying to set something else up and i get it yeah um but I mean, what what is this? Like it's not it's not yours. What like I was thinking about today actually. Over the last fifteen years, mm. right, the Labour Party's died about three, four, five times. Yeah. It's pronounced the death of Labour all the time, just hanging on. Out of that, left wing people have joined, left wing people have left. Who stayed there the whole time? Who's the only rats who have left and who who have stayed in the party and survived it was those people we talked about in that anti-semitism report Hmm. it's they're the ones who stay there throughout yeah and if they can survive all of that it's theirs that's their party they own it fine
1: Fine. yeah yeah um and it's like it's that thing of i have no i bear no ill will to anyone on the left who wants to stay and try and make it better like there was that I saw some uh, left give Twitter it, people. Give it give it a few months. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some left well this thing. I saw some left people left Twitter people doing they did that um Twitch debate about whether to stay oh, and yeah, fight uh, or to in, leave
0: sign in codes, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um and I completely I understand enjoy. why people might stay and try and fight. And I bear no ill will. I will bear ill will if they start demanding I vote for them. <laughs> if I vote demand oh, yeah, that I vote absolutely. for the Labour Party yeah. um at whatever election comes next. Um but I like I I just think there's better things to be doing. That's not to say that I wouldn't rejoin if the chance of a left leader came back, and that we yeah. could we could operate in that. But in the meantime, the idea of um of staying to fight over who gets to sit where at my arsehole melty CLP, it's just yeah. no no. I've got better things and more useful I mean, things I can do with my time. Let's-
0: Let's face it. You put up with that when Corbyn was in power. Why would you put up with it when he was out?
1: Exactly. You, exactly. you
0: put you put up with it when you were getting when you were getting something out of it, getting something
1: solid and, and good. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, uh, uh. okay. Yeah, the um, the main thing we wanted to talk about this week is the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, Chaz. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. as it's been it's been changed the name has changed again recently to now it's I think it's the Capitol Hill um It's occupation protest, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. So it's Chop. Yeah. But um Chop. Yeah, so if you haven't <laughs> heard about this, it's it was um it's a self declared autonomous zone that was established by protesters in a barricaded area around the Seattle police um police department in Capitol Hill, mm-hmm. um, the police department... was, that
0: claimed by the riots, and then people Well, came what happened is, stayed, they were, well,
1: right. they weren't riots. They were, like, they, they were proper protests, and the police were... They went real hard, and they were firing a lot of tear gas, they had a lot of barricades, and then the yeah. police gave up and left. They left all their barricades, and people moved in. Right. Um, that was on the 8th, and since then, um, demonstrators have offered um, movie screenings, poetry performances, free food, medical supplies... At a makeshift camping area. Um, sections of the sidewalk have been partitioned for a conversation cafe where you can talk about anti-fascism, and there's a no-cop co-op with free food. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Um, there's The demands are varied. Um, the local Black Lives Matter leaders have said that they'll vacate the area once their demands have been met. Um, and they've okay. called it temporary. The, um, the mayor says that they're they're generally not doing anything. They're like they're generally peaceful. Um
0: uh-huh.
1: Trump Which is usually, like, Trump is talking like one, blow them up. You know, it usually Trump. means one of
0: two things when the mayor says it they're not causing any trouble, which means either they're not much of a threat and they'll burn out, or mm. um we don't physically have the ability to um remove them.
1: Yeah. Well I think yeah. at the moment I think it would be like especially when it first set up, it would be it, they did they, i think they quite rightly decided it would be too violent mm. to get rid of them all um but yeah they've got their demands they've got like um there was it's a description here of there's one wall inside the zone that lists three demands of defund the police department fund community health and drop all criminal charges against protesters there's another mm-hmm. fence somewhere in there with like um five demands but then on medium they did a thing with um 30 demands mm. which I thought we could go through some of their demands. Um, yeah. Demand inflation. <laughs> used to be. It used to be you just got one good demand. <laughs> and now your, that demand
0: will barely even fund healthcare in your locality.
1: <laughs> so the Seattle Police Department and attached court system are beyond reform. We do not request reform, we demand abolition. They demand that the Seattle Council and the mayor defund and abolish the Seattle Police Department and attach criminal justice apparatus. This means 100% of funding, including the pensions. Ooh. At an equal level of yeah. priority, we also demand that the city disallow the operations of ICE in the city of Seattle. Which, Okay. Yeah. yes, good. <laughs> yeah, because that,
0: that was a thing a little while ago that Trump was taking legal action against um, so-called sanctuary cities that yeah. wouldn't enforce... Um, Ice, yeah, whatever, whatever powers ice have, which yeah. are ill-defined and uh, ephemeral, yeah, um, they would, yeah, they would not um, think, and yeah, Trump took took action against those, but yeah,
1: um, in the transitionary period between now and the dismantlement of the Seattle Police Department, we demand that the use of armed force be banned entirely. No guns, no batons, no riot shields, no chemical weapons, especially against those exercising their First Amendment right as Americans to protest. Again, understandable. Um, mm-hmm. We demand an end to the school-to-prison pipeline and the abolition of youth jails. Get kids out of prison, get cops out of schools. We also demand that the new youth prison being built in Seattle currently be repurposed. Just youth okay. prisons, just... Ugh. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, we demand that not the city government, nor the state government, and but that the federal government launch a full-scale investigation into past and current cases of police brutality in Seattle and Washington, as well as the reopening of all closed cases reported to the Office of Police Accountability. In particular, we demand that cases particular to Seattle and Washington be reopened, where no justice has been served, namely the cases of... I'm going to get these names very wrong. Um, Isaiah, Oziah, Falatego, Demarius Butts, Isaiah Obet, Tommy Lay, Sean Furr and Charlita Lyles. Um, We demand reparations for victims of police brutality in a form to be determined. Um, We demand that the city of Seattle make the names of officers involved in police brutality a matter of public record. Anonymity should not even be a privilege in public service. Yes. Um, Sure, yeah. We demand a retrial of all people of colour currently serving a prison sentence or violent crime by a jury of their peers in their community. Yeah. We demand decriminalisation of the acts of protests and amnesty for protesters generally, but specifically those involved in what has been termed the George Floyd Rebellion um, against the terrorist cell that previously occupied this area known as the Seattle Police Department. <laughs> I, I like that. This includes the immediate release of all protesters currently being held in prison after the arrest made at 11th and Pine on Sunday night and early Saturday morning on June the 7th and 8th and any other protesters arrested in the past two weeks of the uprising. The name... Evan Herrera in particular comes to mind who filmed a Seattle police macing a young girl and is now in jail. Um, we demand that the city of Seattle and the state government release any prisoner currently serving time for marijuana-related offense and expunge the related conviction. Um, mm. We demand that the city of Seattle and state government release any prisoner currently serving time just for resisting arrest if there are no other related charges and that those convictions should also be expunged. See, like, you get like a... It's like, The cops are shit. And Mm. it's just, like, a constant thing. Like, this whole thing, when I, like, read it a couple of days ago. It's just all, like... It's things that are just, like... Oh, fuck, yeah, you... you, It's, like, you just... It's the frog being boiled in the water thing of... Yeah, you're right. Of course there's, like, 30 fucking things. Because there's, like, so much shit that they do. It's nice that... It
0: it is nice that it's been specifically addressed to... um... Things that the Seattle government can do. Do you know what I mean? When, um, you know, well, some of it seems local, to be local. Like federal, like, federal as well. Some of it's federal, obviously, but um but there's
1: a lot that they can do because I don't. Know, th- I, I don't think they I think re- that I they're going to get everything.
0: Well. No, of course. I remember Occupy well, but like the whole point is not necessarily that you get everything. But if you have a program, if you have a mm-hmm. demand, you then know where you stand. You know yeah. what your outcomes are going to be. I was. I was really really like that in in protest and 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 political movements you
1: know Mm. um we demand that prisoners currently serving time be given the full and unrestricted right to vote and for washington state to pass legislation specifically breaking from federal law that prevents felons from being able to vote we demand an end to prosecutorial immunity for police officers in the time between now and the dissolution of the seattle police department and extant justice system we demand the abolition of imprisonment generally speaking but especially the abolition of both youth prisons and privately owned for-profit prisons. Yeah. We demand, in replacement of the current criminal justice system, the creation of a restorative, transformative accountability programs as a replacement for imprisonment. All good. Yeah, I've heard stuff about that. That was that was um, in vogue
0: a few years ago, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Restorative justice. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting like idea. Like proper
1: restorative justice, not the kind that they sort of do at the moment. Um, yeah. We demand autonomy to be given to people to create localised anti-crime systems. That one is very vague.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. That... I have thoughts on that. I'll wait until you finish. finished, yeah. yeah.
1: We demand that Seattle Police Department, between now and the time of its abolition in the near future, empty its lost and found and returned property owned by the denizens of the city. It's like, Jesus, they probably <laughs> yeah. have so much stuff. That
0: would be that would be one of those things. So, like, state governments, um, state police... Um... Yeah. They've been busted so many times for just stopping people and literally ripping them off. Yeah, just robbing them. Um, Taking any cash or stuff that's on them and never, ever having to give it back. Yep. Because the laws are worded in such a way that you can be suspected of something and have your property seized as part of that investigation and never given back. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We demand justice for those who have been sexually harassed or abused by the Seattle Police Department or prison guards in the state of Washington. We demand that between now and the abolition of the SPD that each and every SPD officer turn on their body cameras and that all that the body camera video of all Seattle police should be a matter of easily accessible public record. That's actually a thing that's like... I don't know why I hadn't thought about it before, that all body camera videos really should be easily accessible.
0: Yeah, I mean, they should... At, at this point in where we are with technology, that should be a thing. Yeah. And... You could say that the um it would be a massive infrastructure for the state to handle, but I mean it's never been easier and uh, quite a lot of the i mean as you can see from george floyd and um richard's what's his name the other fella um who was murdered um recently uh that footage generally tends to get out anyway yeah. or the albeit leaks piecemeal yeah. um over a matter of time depending on who wants to convince you of, of what in the in the story of that, that event,
1: you know mm, mm. Um, we demand that the funding previously used for the Seattle police be redirected to socialised health and medicine for the city of Seattle free public housing because housing is a right, not a privilege, and public education yeah. to decrease the average class size in city schools and increase teacher salary naturalisation mm. services for immigrants to the United States living here undocumented we demand they be called undocumented, undocumented because no person is illegal and also general community mm-hmm. development, like parks. Yeah, um, They've also got some economic demands. We demand the mm-hmm. degentrification of Seattle, starting with rent control. We demand the restoration uh-huh. of city funding for arts and culture to re-establish the once-rich local cultural identity of Seattle. Um, we demand free college for the people of the state of Washington due to the overwhelming effect mm-hmm. that education has on economic success and the correlated overwhelming impact of poverty on people of colour as a form of reparations for the treatment of black people in this state and country. We demand that between now and the abolition of the SPD that Seattle Police be prohibited from performing homeless sweeps that displace and disturb our homeless neighbours and on equal footing we demand an end to all evictions. We demand a, centra- a decentralized election process to give the citizens of Seattle a greater ability to select candidates for public office such that we are not forced to choose at the poll between equally undesirable options, there are multiple systems and poli- policies in place which make it impractical at best for working-class people to run for public office, all of which must go, starting with any fees associated with applying for public office. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. We've um, also... Um, we demand the hospitals and care facilities in Seattle employ black doctors and nurses specifically to help care for black patients. We demand mm-hmm. that people of Seattle seek out and support proudly. Um, black-owned businesses, your money is our power and sustainability... We demand that the city create an entirely separate system staffed by mental health experts to respond to 911 calls pertaining to mental health crises and insist that all involved in such a program be put through thorough, rigorous training to com- in conflict de-escalation. Um, finally, yeah. we demand that, that the history of Black and Native Americans be given a significantly greater focus in the Washington State education curriculum. We demand right. that thorough anti-bias training from a legal, become a legal requirement for all jobs in the education system as well as the medical profession and in mass media. We demand the city of Seattle and state of Washington to remove any and all monuments dedicated to historical figures of the Confederacy, whose treasonous attempts to build an America with slavery as a permanent fixture were an affront to the human race. Wow, are there... How many fucking um, Confederacy monuments are there in Seattle? I don't know.
0: Because, I mean, so bear in mind, like, that's the, the like Northeast Passage and all that. That's mm-hmm. like not even charted until the 1830s. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how long, I mean, I don't know how long since it was like settlers um, massacred their way onto that land, but jeez, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if they have enough Confederacy statues to make, have that be a significant demand.
1: Yeah. Well, to be fair, so, I mean, I know more than one, those, just one in general yeah. would be too many. Um, I mean,
0: most of those statues went up in kind of in varying waves in like the 1870s and then yeah. onwards into the 1910s mm. and then in the 1960s when the um, yeah. Equal Rights Amendment came through. Well, they weren't all put um, up
1: in the five years of the Confederacy, were they?
0: No, they were not, no. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, they're, Um, uh, they're, they're, it's a good list. Mm. Um, it is good. It's a lot. <laughs> it, it, it is a lot. It, it.
0: It's nice the way it um, gels together, I guess. And I think... I've got like two things that I keep thinking whenever it's going through this and it's not a problem with police abolition as such, but a recognition, I guess, that police abolition in this world, in this capitalism is probably going to lead the way to to private security guards.
1: Yeah, that is a way. Um,
0: I, I, I think like, obviously like it doesn't, act, it doesn't say like that local crime, anti-crime hmm. forces yeah. thing. That is fucking well open to all kinds of horror. Um, not that it's yeah. not a bad idea, but the idea that's Washington, which frankly, um, I mean, everybody thinks of a kind of grunge and Nirvana and Frazier,
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it's largely most famous for being one of the main places that white nationalists want to make an ethno state. I think there 's an actual movement, a separatist movement in um the state of Washington to create a white ethno state
1: really?
0: it's super fucking fascist out out there outside of the yeah like and inside to be fair yeah. it, it, it mainly outside the the cities it's um positively genocidal yeah. um, in some of those places so like the the principle's really good. Um, you would have to think about, like, setting the legal precedent, thinking about how how you use the power of the state. If the state grants you these things, mm. and, you know, that's all you can really do. You're not mm. going to, like, this isn't kind of getting elected and becoming the state. This is asking the state to do things and enshrine things in law. Yeah. Um, You've got to make sure that those things you ask to enshrine in law are... Are rigorous, yeah. You know, otherwise you won't be facing a kind of racist capitalism. You'll be facing like white nationalist genocide.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: not that it—that's not the case now. But yeah. if you empower them with certain laws, like that, I could see that getting a whole hell of a lot worse. Do mm. you know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: Um But like you know, I don't. I don't live there. I don't know the, the full the full layout of it. But it's definitely it's more of a like a theoretical point of kind of be careful what you wish for. you know do you what it's the thing i always come out it's the kind of like two sides of the thing i always have in my head when it comes to police abolition it's like you can abolish police um and replace it with something better but if depending on where that control lies and i mean let's face it they're anarchists they want horizontal solutions they want localists well they're
1: they're not they're like a always gonna be it's that's the thing it's got the it's okay it's not as uh, I mean, as, not that it's they're not all anarchists. Uh, it's not as broad, yeah. The police abolition stuff is a, it's an anarchist yeah. idea. But the problem is with um, this one is better than Occupy because, and I think because of the Black Lives Matter stuff, um, Occupy managed to have quite a lot of fash in there pretty quickly, um, whereas this doesn't. Um, I mean, not because of if
0: yeah, because, I mean, if you look at the reaction to um, Occupy mm-hmm. and the reaction to this, even the reaction to the um, uh, Black Lives Matter protests in 2010 and 2008, mm. the difference now is the visibility that you see is most... Like, you saw um, Turning Point USA sending people there to um, yeah say, uh, this is not Chaz, this is America. Yeah. So it's like... Previously, you would have dealt with conservatives who perhaps placed a greater i mean obviously it's hypocritical you know um black people aren't allowed to go around armed but white people are, are insistent upon their right to go around armed yeah it's obviously hypocritical um previously you would have found conservative generations who uh, i'm not gonna i'm not going pretend that they wouldn't have been the same but at least would have had a grounding in um a certain kind of libertarian separatism. Yeah. A certain kind of libertarianism um, against, you know, big state stuff. Yeah. Um, whereas the conservatives you're dealing with now, their idea of America is not just a political unit, it's like a sacred religious duty.
1: Oh, yeah, I saw it on the news you know, today. That, there were about that, Americans riding horses it, but... waving um, American flags, wearing MAGA hats, um, saying how much they yeah. love Donald Trump. It's, it's terrifying. It's pure... It, it's pure spectacle. It's even more yeah. dangerous
0: because it's just spectacle and mm-hmm. not, um, not, mater- not material. They're not. I mean are they particularly worried they go on on and on about how like cities are terrible and they have terrible architecture and terrible people and crime and all that yeah in an attempt to appeal to particular suburban audiences hmm. but it's all the more dangerous for that because it's literally their opposition to anything can be in their minds as opposed to we're going to miss out on commercial opportunities yeah because they're not like they're defending capital but their their modus operandi is not particularly that they are capitalists that they are missing out on anything material it's purely in their Mind. Hmm. they can invent any reason to oppose this mm-hmm. and oppose it violently yeah it's it's what makes it all the more all the more difficult and
1: yeah i saw a threat you know, online that um and i think it's of course it's going to be online is a fucking horrible place but um there yeah. was there's like a group claiming to have like a couple of hundred patriots that are going to go down there with guns and get rid of them and that the police will not yeah. be there to stop them um i i worry about it like I'm, like I you know it's yeah, I mean,
0: I'm sure there are people there that I'm sure there are people there who realize that and wouldn't necessarily want it to come to that kind of thing, but also realistically how are you i, I sound a bit Stalinist, but I don't understand seizing something that you can't defend, yeah, I don't understand in the time of you know, a, a horizontalist organizing and um, utilizing like the fruits of the weightless economy to mm. organize protests over the internet and yeah. anonymously and, and all that kind of thing. I, I perhaps don't understand the correlation between lauding that kind of thing and and having frankly having a go at kind of organized parties and organized mm-hmm. like vanguard <laughs> groups. <laughs> Uh, I don't like using that to sound like a trot, but uh, like organizing some kind of party that you you join and that is a, a, a political unit. Yeah. It's very against that, which is understandable. They've been bathed in 20, 30 years of anti communist propaganda. Um, but we're, if you're not going to have that, but then you do things like seizing territory. Mm hmm. Um, there's something about that 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 doesn't gel it's like you're you're setting yourself i mean you are kind of setting yourself up self up for failure because i mean obviously they don't think this is this is permanent it's 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 temporary and it's attracted all kinds of different people Mm -hmm. and it does seem like it's better than occupy but i just i remember what happened with occupy and it it did not utilize political power in a way that in a way that was lasting in Mm. in a way that could entrench itself against the capitalism that's off the charts um Eldritch and everywhere and in every molecule of everything you do. Yeah. Uh, eh, you know, not mm. be too down on it, yeah. But I mean I'm I'm always very interested in um I've been very interested in like this autonomous zone because it's I think it, they did they they did declare it like some of some groups have declared it like a temporary autonomous zone, right? Yeah. 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 Um 'cause I'm really interested in that theory. Like I like that whole thing um I was well into kind of uh, Robert Anton Wilson and that kind of hippie counterculture, and that's where the idea of the, the temporary autonomous zone comes from. Hmm. Um, it's it's kind of considered this alternative to a traditional model of revolution. So that you look at you look at like the French Revolution, Russian Revolution, and, and with your poor understanding of russian <laughs> or french history yeah. you look at it and you think oh well, there's a revolution and then there was this whole wave of horrible shit yeah um horrible counter-revolution and you know a defensive revolution that turned into turned into tyranny turned into, into bad things
1: yeah
0: um and kind of the i think that a lot of the anarchists and the hippies in the 60s looked at that um and thought that they would rather than wait for the revolutionary moment like trots do, or, you know, generate those conditions or transitional demands or anything like that, like Hmm. traditional, like left wingers would do. They thought that they would kind of utilize, uh, the energies of like an uprising when, um, when they happened and try and establish not forever, but uh, try, try and establish it without the permanency that it would, it would then collapse into, into, into bad things, into repression. Yeah. Um, there's John Jordan, co-founder of Reclaim the Streets, um, who defines a temporary autonomous zone, a TAZ for short, yeah. a liberated area of land, time, or
1: imagination, where one can be. <laughs> just... I told you. No, I just love it. Out. I just love it. So, so you're sitting there. And it's like, oh, see, the French Revolution, good, but went bad. The Russian Revolution, good and went bad. Now, bear with me. Takes huge bong grip. What if we occupied <laughs> oh, the imagination?
0: There, yeah. <laughs> There is a huge amount of uh, of weed smoke slathered (laughs) all over this. Um, Uh, A TAZ is a liberated area of land, time or imagination where one can be for something not just against, and where new ways of being human together can be explored and experimented with. Locating itself in the cracks and fault lines in the global grid of control and alienation, a TAZ is an eruption of free culture where life is experienced at maximum intensity. It should feel like an exceptional party where for a brief moment our desires are made manifest and we all become the creators of the art of everyday life.
1: This sounds like the kind of thing Um, a philosophy lecturer would say as he puts his arm around the young girl
0: <laughs> oh, uh, yeah I mean you are not too far off so, <laughs> so are you living um, your life
1: as intensely as possible
0: a lot of the kind of um, utilizers of like whatever you want to call them Taz happenings um, they bring to <laughs> mind everything no, serious, no. No, I'm, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Look,
1: I'm going to try and not just giggle at hippies. Try not hippies.
0: giggle at hippies because I I feel really bad. I really hate anti like knee jerk anti hippie stuff because I've got a lot of like sympathy with that. Mm-hmm. A lot of my like heroes growing up and people who really influenced me in a lot of ways were mm-hmm. kind of hippies <laughs> who then turned out to be horrendous libertarian cyberneticist fascists, but you yeah. know, <laughs> they are still a part of my uh, my my grown up yeah um yeah so the taz kind of the situationists have their own version of that um they have kind of their psychogeography and derivative and all, all kind of uh, all kinds of similar theories yeah. but the actual originator of this particular kind of temporary autonomous zone uh, was a man called Richard Lamborn Wilson mm-hmm. he's also known as hacking bay He's an anarchist theory and a poet that came up with uh, counterculture and hippies. He was a contemporary of William Burroughs, Richard Anton Wilson, um, uh, Robert Anton Wilson, sorry, Richard Mm. Wilson. (laughs) Richard Wilson, like Richard Wilson, Robert Anton Wilson could not believe it. That's a very funny joke if you've ever read Robert Anton Wilson. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, uh, Richard Lamble Wilson has a kind of um, romanticized notion of anarchism. Um, no he shit. really loves sufism, mysticism. He uses like the example of pirate utopias. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, um, what was it? And it- I Can't remember the name of the island now, which they claimed was a utopia, and then it, I think it got like blown up, like they Oh, do. it's a. Is it Nassau? That's it. Yeah, Nassau. Yeah, Nassau. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. 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 Um, his his use of
0: historical examples kind of borders on... Well,
1: Look, Pirate Towns do are cool. Like, I like One Piece. They do seem yeah, really course. chill. Because,
0: of course you do. His main thing was, like, um, the existence of the, the Hashashin state in um, the <laughs> 1100s. The, Amazing. The Suf, uh, Ismaili Sufis. Nizari yeah. Ismaili Sufis. Okay. Um, who were, like, a small kind of mountain group. Um, separate from a lot of other uh, Muslim
1: groups. Yeah, we've all played Assassin's um, Creed. And who?
0: Yeah, we've all played Assassin's Creed. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but he uses that, and um, in a way that borders on Orientalism, and sometimes goes way over the line with Orientalism. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but he uses that as a model for like a horizontal libertarian anarchist society. Okay. You cannot. Be, it would be remiss of me not to mention here that he's also a big old paedophile.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Um, he wrote for Nambler uh, in the eighties, he's done a few, um, very sketchy poems that obviously I will not read here. Uh,
1: Um,
0: Michael Muhammad Knight, the, um, I guess that guy is the most famous American white American convert to Islam. He wrote a load of books about convert to Islam. He's, I think he's, uh, a writer who wrote that, you know, he was one of his heroes. He went to spend time with him and it's like, you are defending pederasty. Way too much, yeah. Um, and it turns out describing this kind of spirit, extreme spiritual creative zone where all law is suspended in favour of doing <laughs> what feels
1: good. Which uh, is like the idea is like ah, so it's like, yeah. So it's like, just want to ask you a question: Why do you want to have this autonomous zone with no police? No reason, as he puts his <laughs> arm around a child.
0: I, he literally. I only, just think
1: they're neat. It's the, it's the whole man-boy love thing that.
0: um uh, it's an outdated morality, all that kind of stuff that you know Harriet Harman was into back in the day, <laughs> <laughs> and you know I've already seen right wing um, people spreading this around about the the Chaz yeah uh, the Chaz Zone
1: yeah, yeah about right.
0: like oh it was made up by a paedophile yeah. it's like it's not really exactly the same thing but yeah. yes I, I take your point interesting thing about uh, Wilson as well he was anti-abortion. Um, There's a quote here saying, according to chaos theory, it does not follow that we are obliged to like or approve of murder or abortion. Chaos would enjoy seeing every bastard love child carried to term and birthed. Sperm and egg alone are merely lovely secretions, but combined as DNA, they become potential consciousness, negentropy,
1: joy. If meat is murder, as the vegans like to claim, what pray tell is abortion? Well, to be fair, if he's a paedophile and, you know, they like to target... You know, damaged kids that are in homes that they don't want to be in, where they're not Mm. wanted. Maybe you just wanted more targets.
0: Oh, and to just round it off, um, he has within this uh, temporary autonomous zone where everybody's free to express themselves. He also kind of doesn't really like the idea of it having an open border. (laughs) Uh,
1: Quote um, Um, Chaz doesn't have an open border. It has um quite strict yeah. border controls. It doesn't like the uh, yeah. like there were some people in the right saying that you have to have papers and you have to show ID. You don't have to ch- do that, mm. but I think they have people at the edges to make sure that as few of those like flag waving chuds don't get in.
0: Yeah, and I mean cops. Yeah, exactly. Frankly. Yeah, um, but yeah, like like uh, Hacky Bay says, like open membership communes invariably end up swamped with freeloaders and sex starved pathetic creeps. <laughs> um, Autonomous zones must choose their own membership mutually. This has nothing to do with elitism. Um, uh, I will be much more selective about those I'm sharing a 100-person platform with than about who I share a 10,000-person city with. Hmm. So, yeah, it kind of looks like his particular theory. It's not so much an anarchist space as it is a kind of hedonistic kingdom ruled over by the <laughs> 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 We call yeah. them the uh, the pederast elders. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, in any case, um, this uh, this theory was super popular in the '90s with um, sci-fi authors, okay, because because um, it combined that kind of like futurist outlook yeah. of shedding away a lot of the stuff from the 20th century that they felt had been discredited. It didn't have any of the difficult intricacies that you know movements with a history of being enacted
1: yeah. had. Yeah,
0: um, and this was this like this kind of theory came up. Uh, During the kind of end of history era Mm -hmm. You know the victory of neoliberalism And capitalism and a particular Kind of um, Social conservative Moray was still very much in In place and capitalism Appeared to be part of Excuse me it appeared to be part of capitalism Yeah you know if you're A super capitalist you're also Very socially conservative those two things Went together Yeah. Um, uh, Bruce Sterling Um wrote a novel called Islands in the Net in 1988. Uh, he described it as a near-future romance based on the assumption that the decay of political systems will lead to a decentralised proliferation of experiments in living. Giant worker-owned corporations, independent enclaves devoted to data piracy, green social democrat enclaves, zero-work enclaves, anarchist libera zone, liberated zones, etc. information economy uh, yeah, 100%. Alpha Centauri. The information economy, which supports this diversity, is called the net. The enclaves and and the book's title are islands in the net. So, like, yeah, they're, they're kind of growing up with all these new information technologies that are making all these new ways of organizing possible. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of uh, letting it letting it get away get away from them, as opposed to you know you think it's going to be a kind of mutualist uh, commune, and it turns into you know the Brad Goodman episode from Simpsons. Yeah. Um. Burning Man um, was another early kind of experiment in autonomous zones. That was a that was a self declared autonomous zone in Black Rock Desert until they set up. It was set up by a, a Dadaist collective called the Cacophony Society. Okay, um, and it's now a corporation <laughs> 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 after about six years. Um, but I am kind of really interested in this idea of like physically splitting off a section of a polity and applying kind of different rules. I'm like. It would ha- like it's an it is an experiment, and you know the emphasis is on the temporary in yeah. the temporary autonomous zone. But I mean, as for its kind of efficacy in political demands, which is what this is all about, I, I, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, this isn't capitalism saturates everything right now. There's I know it's in those demands, and you know maybe understandably so, but there isn't any particular. Um, anti-capitalist demands. Do you know what I mean? There's there's I mean there's there's, there's some
1: rent controls and anti-gentrification stuff, but yeah, not that's as that's... much as it's, it's, you'd expect. And it's specific from systems, a... and I, w- I wouldn't if, I wouldn't
0: expect. I wouldn't expect that because yeah. you know that way can also lie lie madness.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> with one of the problems with occupy was we'd like you to end capitalism. It's like well yeah unless you're going to do anything that that means nothing unless you're going to define what capitalism is and and
1: specifically the
0: way you would like to see something run
1: so you're gonna have to do more than block off a couple of streets to close up shop
0: and i mean it just strikes me that the capitalism that this theory was kind of pioneered in was very was very different
1: yeah
0: um it was meant to be a unified thing i mean The problem is, if you examine neoliberalism very closely, or the, let's let's call it the current era of capitalism very closely, is that we're not exactly lacking um, these kind of states of exception, to use that, that term.
1: Hmm.
0: I mean, police create autonomous zones when they put a curfew on an area or they kettle it. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're really being very glib about it, they put an autonomous zone around black people who they suspect of selling loose cigarettes, yeah. where the normal rules don't apply, you know? Yes. It's, not the same thing but it's the same mechanism Yeah. and I mean like even here you've got like the city of London, the square mile has its own police force, boundaries, mm. governance systems why does it have that? It doesn't have that because it's set up and it, it defended it in a particular way, it's because it had a particular kind of power
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I don't like the idea that we have, that you, that you just rely on these kind of spaces to occupy and then try and exert power from there, it's, it, it's yeah. certainly a, it's a, a good it, idea, you need but the power
1: I'm, first Almost. Yeah,
0: Cause
1: I, I mean, you know, like, the, yeah, yeah, it's um, Sorry, no, it's a, it's, it, you saw like um, with what did like with the um, extinction rebellion, thing where they claimed the like a like a couple of the bridges.
0: Yes, I mean stuff. that was that was that was intended to. I mean that's a very temporary autonomous zone in that their entire theory is based around the fact that it would be dismantled.
1: Yeah um that's
0: that's a weird thing that's a that's a like a human almost human wave
1: stuff yeah but But what i mean it's like it's like you can't if you take this but they're not just going to give you stuff because you're in that space yeah like i mean
0: they'll be willing to set up their own autonomous spaces on top of you i mean think yeah like think about the u.s army Mm -hmm. (laughs) abu Mm. and fallujah was very much autonomous zones uzbekistan Mm. <laughs> that um, what's that island that they used for the rendition flights? That was oh um, really shit, special
1: um, the areas. Chagos Islands.
0: Yeah, the Chagos Islands.
1: I mean, yeah. those
0: were like they fucking created. They didn't just create like solid, bordered autonomous yeah. zones like they did with Abu Ghraib. They created moving ones. Yeah, they created ones that were mobile. Like capitalism is so much more mobile now, and and um, integrated and insidious. Yeah, like it's it's in there with them. Yeah, and you know,
1: there's it's like, like neoliberal Yeah, Um well it's like um while well, it's it's cool. I like the idea of taking spaces away from the people who ruin our lives um and yeah. occupy like literally just being there um as a like as a revolutionary act, you know, like to show that there is other ways of doing things. There is there is something yeah. good and romantic about that idea. But um we don't live in a time of um where a sit in can achieve anything, even if sit did achieve anything. I think a lot of the like,
0: the mental architecture you need to make something like Taz a success mm. has dissolved. Yeah. You know, like the, the original theory, um, obviously takes defense of itself mm-hmm. as a, a priority, and like, the idea is that it would be like a guerrilla operation. So they liberate an area of land and then it dissolves, and slit, like they use language like slips into the shadows. Yeah. Um, I've got like a quote here about the, the kind of emphasis on the temporary. Um, Getting the Taz started may involve tactics of violence and defense, but its greatest strength lies in its invisibility. The state cannot recognize it because history has no definition of it. As soon as the TAS is named, represented, mediated, it must vanish. It will vanish, leaving behind it an empty husk Only to spring up again somewhere else Once again, invisible Because undefinable in terms of the spectacle The Taz is thus a perfect tactic For an era in which the state is omnipresent And all-powerful, yet simultaneously Riddled with cracks and vacancies I kind of, I kind of Get it, but like The cracks in it, It's ignoring the extent to which I mean, not just the state But capitalism under the state exploits those cracks itself. I mean, yeah. neoliberalism was born. Yeah. Its main success was autonomous zones, special economic zones. Yeah. Like the first one that first one was in um uh the first one was in Shannon in uh, Ireland. Yeah. Right? The most famous one is fucking Shenzhen. Yeah. From the from the, you know, from the 70s after um after Mao died, Deng Xiaoping opens up certain areas of the country to labor intensive manufacturing, right? Hmm. Um It encourages foreign investment. It uh, drives um, labor standards down to the bottom they can possibly be Hmm. in order to attract investment from these multinational corporations and set up spaces where the usual rules don't apply. The idea that capitalism now doesn't have a way of of dealing with this, the idea that it can... uh, that the the political environment that the social environment the demographic environment is such that you it can melt away and come up somewhere else enough in order to represent a significant challenge to an entire system hmm. is is it just seems incredibly out of date hmm. you know and i mean as for the like the original kind of heightened emotional and artistic and cultural like fever pitch that's supposed to to result from that like you know, in order to create a new society, you have to be, like, emotionally heightened. You have to be absolutely free to do everything you want. Let's forget about the pedo stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, that you, This is a space where you can be free to do those things. I mean that kind of ecstatic high is everything that the fucking, um, economy is built on now. Yeah. Advertising and experiences and all of those things are like those ecstatic heights are not looked at, upon as some like violation of a moral code. They're looked on as good fucking business. Yeah. As like, as long as the transactions are, are taking place and they don't step over a few boundaries and mm-hmm. you're the right demographic, you're the right color. Yeah. The authorities don't give a shit. Mm. They encourage it. Mm. You know, I constantly think about this. There's something I read years ago in response to um, this famous passage from um, the Surrealist Manifesto from uh, Andre Breton. Andre Breton said the simplest surrealist act consists of dashing down the street, pistol in hand and firing blindly as fast as you can. As fast as you can pull the trigger into the crowd anyone who at least once in his life has not dreamed of thus putting an end to the petty system of debasement and cretinization in effect has a well-defined place in that crowd with his belly at barrel level and like that's every day (laughs) and like where it relates to this is the idea that you would go into a place with maximum creative cultural and political freedom um you are, all, and, and and your ability to demonstrate that everybody's demonstrating their so-called political freedom all the time on the internet. Mm. Everybody is constantly shouting and shouting and shouting about their particular um, the amount of political freedom they have, the amount of political thought they have. You yeah. know, what I mean, people who are online, obviously. Yeah. And it just seems to me that, like, it's a it's just a, a, a failure of of tactics. You know, like what what problem. Other than making those demands, which are, you know, all good, it's all demonstrations of different ways of organising social life. It's like saying that anyone who hasn't been to a festival couldn't be a conservative. Yeah. And to answer that, here is Paul Staines, yeah. former Acid House organiser. <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's using it, the spectacle to combat the spectacle, I guess. Mm, yeah. It probably, it's yeah, it's that thing of because they don't have any power. It's like. It's what it's. There was a thing I saw, like um, I think it might have been in New York, where like it was like some somewhere in America anyway. Like a bunch of cops decided to do essentially a work to rule, and not do um, like broken window policing. And um, in in, no, no, there was no change. There wasn't like any like increase in violence or anything like that. Um, And you know, so it shows that you know you don't really need them there doing all the horrible stuff they're doing. And like this is this depending on how this goes. And how it's going in inside with regards to like safety. It shows that you don't really need police, the police in the way they are in America to do this stuff. Mm. Um and to prove that you can defund them. Now the problem then comes with Biden already saying that God no would never defund the police. In fact, we'll give them more money. And like No fucking democrat in their right fucking mind is ever, ever, ever going to do that. They are not exactly. that party.
0: They have never been that party. Exactly. Like this isn't just me. Talking as like, like a left winger, mm-hmm. like oh fucking libs. It's like no, it's not in their DNA. Yeah, it's nowhere in. That. Yeah, you know. That's and that. so if you're sorry, carry on.
1: No, it's just yeah, it's that. It's so who's going to do this because you can't, you can't do it. Who are you appealing yeah. to? I... Because, because you have to it's, because I mean, like the world we live in. Short of you taking power, you have to appeal to them yeah. in power. And who are you going to appeal a... to to do that? Because Bernie's already said that he's not in favor of defunding the police.
0: Yeah, the best the best chance you have. Like, I don't look. I, I'm not coming here saying like, oh fucking, they should do this, this, this yeah, they yeah. fucking need trade unions. But like, you do need that kind of thing, and it feels like a, a like if you're if you're pointing to this as the way to get extra parliamentary, extra um, electoral stuff passed, mm-hmm. stuff through, right? It feels like. This is. It feels like a little like admitting defeat. It feels like you feel like the public or the social realms that have just been shattered over the last forty years. Yeah, that they cannot be restored on a basis outside of culture. Hmm. And, and you're not. You're not hitting work. You're not hitting capitalism. You're not hitting trade. You're not hitting those day-to-day functionings of the way that we pr- like provide ourselves with our lives you're not hitting that in a, in a way that... You're not turning the obvious disaffection into actual political change without it being consumed by capital at the speed of light, yeah. and ultimately spack out, spat back out as entertainment. It's the statue thing again. There's this risk that your political aims that can only be granted by a state-level participation, or something like the state, get overtaken by these cultural aims, which, while they're very, very necessary, I'm not a dickhead... <laughs> really not a (laughs) ticket while these cultural aims are completely necessary are not sufficient yeah they're not enough to prevent this fucking um what was the word it's like tungsten stomach or something that i I heard uh, capitalism described it chews it up and it spits everything you've done back out as entertainment Mm. you know um there is a deliberate conscious system of things behind the way that we live our lives and While this is, I'm absolutely in support of it. Like, excellent. Um, I'm suspicious. I'm always suspicious of something that is allowed. I think that's what it is. Like, I'm definitely way more suspicious than I was, like a a six months or a year ago.
1: Yeah.
0: Five years ago. Yeah. I'm way more suspicious and all I see when I see a lot of these autonomous zones that last longer than like a week. And it has only been what, nine days you said? Yes. But it's the end died. Um, like Occupy went on for months though. Yeah. And at some point there's questions to be asked if your revolutionary acts that you're doing in public are allowed.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's the real thing that you're crossing over. Like, uh, the, the, the idea of the temporary autonomous zone as a, an affront as a, a, a an outre kind of
1: hmm. thing.
0: Um, those things are crushed because they are, you know, obscene. The yeah. literal translation in Greek of obscene is off out of scene. Not, yeah. it's not to be seen, you know, it's off the stage. Yeah. And those things are, are never seen. And, and so like I am yeah, I'm just always very suspicious of, of, of how, how, if how good a tactic can be if it's allowed for that long, without anything else behind it, you know, I guess you know, I, I can't I can't I can't bitch too much about it, you know. They're not they they've got good demands. They've got very specific local demands, but like the imperatives of capitalist civilization don't just stop if you ignore them, you know. Yeah, that's what I, that's what that's where I am with that. <laughs> I sound like a, a real grump,
1: but that's what I'm um, in. It feels because it's so, so yeah, it's been going for nine days. That my worry is it's um with like the mayor saying that you know that they're peaceful is at best it's because at worst it's because it was, it's like either they they look at it as um as like you said there's nothing dangerous here and in fact it's actually a good distraction or the other thing is that it's a longer process of um, the police taking a knee before opening fire with tear gas.
0: Like there's a reason why they're not going in there and clearing it up, and I can, I can tell you that probably only about 10 20 percent of that is conscience. Okay, that's us for this week. You can follow us at wdt80w underscore podcast. Follow me at BM Bergamo. Follow Hugh at Tanner Smashing, and we will see you next week.
1: Boy, boy. About the fighting game When Mr. Hoover said to cut my